<laughs> Real good. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Service. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, and good morning to everybody here. And thank you for coming. It's such a nice day. I um, Who did not hear the, quest, the biblical question of the week on my radio show this week? Who did not hear about it? Oh, good. A whole lot of folks. Okay, that's great. You didn't hear about it? I think I told you about it yet. Okay. Good. Did you hear about it, Mary? I heard. Uh, yes, I did. You heard the, oh, you, you heard the show, right? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. The question was Luke 12, 35, 40 through 40. Keep your loins girded and your lamp burning. And keep your loins girded and your lamp burning. And I asked that question Monday of last week. And I let it go through the whole week, and we came to some sort of a conclusion on Friday as to what it meant. And it was so interesting, the feedback that I got back from that, that question in writing, you know, and people calling in. And I even asked my staff, I am on record, what they thought it meant. And... Um, I found it to be very, very interesting. I learned a lot from asking that question, not expecting to get the responses I got, but I learned a lot from it. And so it prompted me to, I'm going to do that every week, I think. If the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise, ask a biblical question on the show on a Monday and see, you know, get feedback from it for Friday. And so I wanted to continue that today, and I'm glad a lot of you didn't hear it. Even though I wish you, you know, it'd be nice to listen to the radio show. It's very, very interesting, I think. Um, who have heard, who have read about that or heard about that before? Those of you who are not, did not listen to the radio show. You've heard that said before. Anybody? Oh, okay. You've heard, let, keep your lawns girded and your lamp burning. Luke, um, 3540. Let me, do you have your Bible there? Right here with the red shirt and the brown, the husband and wife team. Yep. Okay. Can you read that for me, wife? Uh, Luke 12, 35, 12, chapter 12, verse 35 through 40. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. A Ble little louder for me. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. And if he should come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them, so blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Excellent. Have you read or heard that before today? Uh, let it have a mic. And yes. what does it mean to you? Uh, well, I thought of another verse. I don't remember what chapter where it says... Um, like a thief, a thief in the night. You could be out in, in the farm, or you don't know when God will come. 
and what you will be doing and who will be left behind. So to be ready at all times. And how should you be ready? Spiritually ready? No, ready. Yeah, my response is spiritually ready. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought you were asking me a question. Okay, so you're saying spiritually ready. Okay. And what I mean by that is, you know, you don't have time to run back and get a your favorite blender or go get your mom, <laughs> call your grandma, you know. You have to just let go and be just ready. Oh, okay. Not lukewarm. Not be attached to anything. Yes. Oh, okay. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, let me ask you, husband, you've heard that before? Keep your lawns girded and your lamp burning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have, you read it and you heard it? Yes. And what does it mean to you? Yeah, this is kind of bizarre that that same, the notion of what the meaning of that, or what I take that passage to mean, yes. struck me earlier this week as something. Did you listen to the show? No, I didn't okay. listen to the show. And it struck me like, would you be ready when, if, it, if God, if Jesus Christ came back? And that's something I used to always think about because I was a Catholic, then I was a Christian yeah. for so many years. But now I'm just me. And I haven't thought about that for a long, long time. And it struck me this So week, would you be ready if he came back? Let's say he popped up right now. Would I be ready? No, would you be ready? Would I be ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, nobody knows they're, if they're going to be ready, but I'm ready to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell him that then. You know what? You came and I didn't know you were coming, but no, I'm ready. I'm saying, to be ready. God, you know, it's it, it's on. Whatever goes down, I'm I'm ready for whatever's going to go down. I'm not saying I'm <laughs> I'm worthy of the savior of of the of the world. I would never say that, but I'm ready for whatever's going to go down. So if he popped up now, you'd be ready. I'd be scared. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So that mean that verse meant meant to you it meant be ready, right? For the return of something you can't conceive of that would be um, absolutely beautiful and absolutely terrifying and absolutely uh, extraordinary. And how do you be ready? I don't know. Oh, okay. I just be me by being me, by not lying. And so if you don't know how to be ready, yeah, how I do, you... by not lying, by being me. By, by being you? Yes. Okay. And you think he would take you back with him? No, but that would be my best chance because <laughs> I don't know the future. And uh, okay. if I'm lying about, every, about anything, then I have to pay for that, whatever that is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who else have heard about this? Keep your Lord girded and your... And this is, again, this is not a, uh, it's not a test. It's a fellowship. And today, I'm not a preacher. I want to be a witness to this, all right? Not a preacher. We're just here having some fun, learning about the Lord. All right? So you don't get an A or a D or nothing. No grades. Let's fellowship together with this because this is so important. Uh, all right. What does you, you've read it and heard about it before, right? Yeah, I have. I'm not too sure, but I, I think it has something to do with uh, being prepared. In what way? I guess for uh, Christ's second coming. And how should you be prepared? I don't, I don't know. You don't know. And you've heard this most of your life? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah. And have you ever wondered, am I prepared? Am I ready? What does At that times mean? At times I have, yeah. At times, and some, it depends on what's going on in my life and what time period. But at times I have, and at times I haven't. Right. I understand. And so right now, do you think you're ready if he popped up right now? 
I don't think so. You're not, you're not ready? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Because you don't know what it is to be ready. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's honesty. And I, was, I think most people don't know. And that's what the problem is. Okay. Who else heard this? Okay. The young man in the back. And all you guys are Christian, right? So far, everybody who's spoken to Christian, they said yes, audience. I mean, for the world out there. Huh? I it was a test. It's not a test. Not a test. Relax, Patrick. The part of, uh, I have to admit, the part that where, where uh, Jesus says, have your loins girded. Yes. I don't know exactly what he means. I really would like to hear your answer for that particular part where he says, let your loins be girded. Right. Um, your lamp uh, be lit. Keep your lamp burning. Keep your lamp burning and to be on the watch. Yes. To me, that's, that, uh, I, I totally know what that means. And that is to be in, in, in to be unceasingly in prayer, um, and be be very watchful of of what, what is within and, and without you. That you'll be ready for a, a time of temptation and crisis. Um, also, uh, that the uh, to me uh, after discussions with discussions with you and and, and and other people like you, salvation comes to you at an instant. And uh, in any moment, uh, I understand you, you uh, can be saved. And that to me is uh, the, the coming of Christ uh, into you. And at that point, you're saved. There, it's, it's just a, an, an unending process, uh, process of revelation and uh, purification that w- uh, of not going backward and looking back uh, into your, your history. Or so practice. are you ready? If he pops up right now? Yes, I would say yes, I'm ready. So he popped in here right now? Yes. All right, somebody's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Let him come in. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. <laughs> He's coming Nobody in. Nobody was at the door. <laughs> no, he can walk through walls, though. Did you know? I know. He's ready. He can walk through walls, though. So <laughs> yeah. That is Christ, that's for sure. This is the second coming of Hi, Raymond. That's very good. That's very good, Jesse. <laughs> uh, that's funny. You've heard this before, the lady in, in purple? Yeah. And you've read it in the scriptures? Oh, yeah, yes. And what does it mean to you? I, can, I couldn't say it any better than he did. Oh, okay. I, I don't mean to be, just throw it off. <laughs> right, <laughs> I understand. I, I feel like salvation is a moment-to-moment thing, and it's a constant awareness of his presence but you move through your life through that presence. Okay. So, I mean, everything is like that. And I do. I, I look for him everywhere. But it's, it's underpinning of everything. Right. So it's not like it's consuming you and you can't get your work done. It's because of that you can get your work done. So, okay. Anyway. Very, I have not heard anything that I've not heard before. So I totally understand this. I really do. How about on this side of the world? Anybody heard? Wayne, you're a good old Christian. Right? You never read that before? I'm sorry? No. You never heard, keep your loins girded and your lamp burning? No. Oh, no? You ever read the Bible? Some parts of it. You don't look like you read the Bible now that I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Look like you're too sophisticated. What? I'm glad you can look at someone and tell. (laughs) (laughs) You look too sophisticated to be reading the Bible. Oh, come on. 
Everybody reads the Bible. Yeah, he looked too holy. Like you're already there. So you have not heard of that. Ronnie, you heard of that? I haven't really heard of it. Oh, okay. How about you, Oz? No, I'm sorry, Ronnie. Oh, okay. I was just say what it means is, is to be ready is just to be loved, you know? Love? Yeah, to be love and loving, and that's your state of mind and your presence. Oh, okay. That's all you can really be, I think. Okay. And Ozzy, you say what? Hold on for a minute. Hold on, we have a problem with the mic again. Test, test, one, two. All right. Ozzy, yes, sir. go ahead, Ozzy. You Ozzy, you're looking younger and younger. Thank you, I'm 76 years old. Oh, wee! She's older than dirt. <laughs> dirt. <laughs> 76 and look young. Don't she look young? Most women would have fallen apart by 76. No. My belief is... Uh, Not most, I'm playing. Look, our lady get mad. Uh, my belief is... We uh, don't know. It's a spirit in us that knows when the moment come. Are we ready? I believe I'm ready. What are loins? I believe I'm ready. If guys should come today. I've been to ask you guys what loins are because I heard, what are loins? I heard some of the weirdest stuff over the week on the radio. So I've been to ask that in church. Wayne, don't put your hand up to answer the loins question. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, so you say you are ready if he popped up right now. I believe it. I'm oh, okay. ready. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yes, sir. Wayne. Well, you know, I'm sorry. One minute. Catastrophe somewhere. And those people that end up dying from that, I'm, you know, I often wonder if they think that this is the end of the world, you know, it's coming at them. The same kind of same similar situation, you know. Right. You know, That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. When people die like that in Boston uh, explosion and anything, and they die, can't they be saved in the spirit of the moment? Can they be saved? I, I assume so, but I, I don't know. I believe that. Yeah. I believe people can be saved. Well, they may be freaking out over knowing that they're about to die. They may not think about, oh, Lord, save me. But most right, people so say, I don't... oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, the worst devils say that, you know, the Lord. Right. And you, if you're dying, you need to call on God. Yeah. Jesus. But I wouldn't want to wait until the last moment like that. I wouldn't either. Somebody but drop me, a bomb and I got to pray to get saved. Well, that's what it takes. That's why I like to get ready now. Right. Yeah. It's on right. earth as it is on yeah. earth. You know, I was asking a question. How can people want to go to heaven and they're not living right here? Right. Good question. On earth as it is in heaven. You need to think about on earth before you think about heaven. Yeah. There's some people waiting on the Lord. I, uh, Frankie, what, did, did, you and I have talked about this already. Do you remember our discussion about it? I do. Oh, so if I ask you, you're going to tell me what I think or what do you think? No, I'll, I'll tell you what I, you know, what I think it is. Okay. I know it. What it means to you. It's, it's symbolic. Uh, loins are... Um, like uh, a loincloth to cover yourself, and it's like a belt and a lamp. And it's symbolic to be ready to go out into the world, uh, to, to be ready with the light to see. And uh, when you relax and you're lax, you would loosen your belt and sit down 
and you're not ready for anything. Uh-huh. If you've got your belt tight and you've got your lamp, you're you're good for day or night to, to go out and do battle. And that's what he that's the, what he meant. Symbolic for being ready spiritually. Oh, okay. That's what I think it is. Okay. Interesting. I heard it all, really. And I thought the same thing. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I heard it all. You've heard that before? I have. And what does it mean to you? To me, it, mean, it means always be aware of uh, of of the mo- uh, of the moment you're in, of the mo- moment by moment, and be aware of it. Uh, be aware of his pre- presence moment by mo- uh, moment, because that awareness is the only thing that will save you in this earth. Oh. There's a uh, there's an old saying I, I often hear uh, I often heard a long time ago. It says the true price of um, freedom is eternal vigilance, and that's what we have to commit ourselves to. Do you have that? I like to say yeah, yes, but all too often I fail at that. Oh, okay. I heard so many things. Um, I asked one guy on the radio what did it mean to him, you know. He said it means to keep your pants up and carry a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. So that was that was funny, right? That was real funny, right? Somebody topped that one. <laughs> I thought everybody thought we had heard it all, right? When they said, "Keep your pants up and carry a flashlight," I'm like, "Okay, we like rolling." And then another guy came in and topped that. I asked him, "What is, what does it mean?" <laughs> I said, "What does that mean to you?" Uh, to keep your private part covered. <laughs> keep your private parts covered. That's what it meant to them. And I'm like, wow, we were rolling. Uh, Andre could barely work the board. The audience. <laughs> and keep your private part covered. That's what keep your Lawrence girded and your lamp burning meant to them. I'm like, wow. And so they topped the guy that said, keep your pants up and carry a flashlight. But, uh, and I understand, I heard it all. It's not a put down. It's just that, and the reason I'm bringing it up, because I realize, in my own life, I realize that I've been reading the Bible. I've been going to church. I've been studying the scriptures. You know, I've been a so-called Christian all of my life. I remember becoming a Christian at the age of 15. And... Um, but it wasn't until the last 25 years that I realized I had no idea what God was talking about. None. Not one odor of an idea. And that's why nothing was working for me. Because I was going by what I was taught, and then I would repeat what I was taught, have been taught, not realizing my life had not changed at all, just seeing this stuff, you know? Just knowing it, I realized that I, I know now that I had no clue of what God was talking about. But I would quote and repeat what everybody had taught me, which is understandable. If the preacher's up teaching a certain thing and you trust the preacher and he, he's reading it from the Bible, you are going to believe that that's what it means. 
even though nothing has changed and you're not getting better in life, you still have fear and doubt and worry and lying and cheating and whatever, whatever, right? It's still not helping, but that's what we do in life. We tend to do that. And it's unfortunate because it keeps us away from God, the real life uh, uh, that we should be living, the real way to live. It keeps us away from that. It really does. It takes us away from self-discovery to literally just learning and repeating. But it also blinds us from looking at ourselves to realize that, well, okay, if that's what he meant by that, you know, keep your pants up, carry a flashlight, whatever, right? <laughs> How come nothing is working? My pants are up and I have a flashlight. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? Or be ready, okay, I'm ready. But nothing's really changing. Isn't that like interesting? The best thing that you could do for yourself as a human being is to watch yourself. To know yourself is to know what you don't know. Really. To know what you don't know, and it's weird. It's just you start to find out what you don't know, and then you shall know by knowing yourself. And a lot of people refuse to know themselves. They refuse, refuse to keep an eye on themselves, right? I, had, I, I was thinking this morning about the things that bother, bother people and how they let other people bother them, right? I had a person to tell me the other day, uh, I just, this is a, a Christian, I think, I just can't get away from what you say about black people. I'm, I'm mad at you. My, I, you know, I, I'm mad at you about what you say about black people. And I thought about that later, and I thought, how can you, can you get into Dahmer? How, first of all, what happened to us that we identify with the whole group? We're not the whole group. And, you know, and what causes us to get upset if I say most, not all? I didn't say John Doe is like this. Uh, uh, or Mary Alice is like this. I said most black, not all, right? But they take it personally like I said their name and I said you are like this. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And they and they like hold on to it and it affresh their life and they believe that it's good to be that way. Can you be any dumber than that? I don't care what you say about black people. I really don't care what you say about me but I don't, I'm not affected, I used to be, because I identified with the blackness. So, you know what I mean? I identified that, with that because I had learned the scriptures, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't being renewed from within. I was not being renewed, so I was still subject to the world, all in the name of Jesus. Uh, people get mad at me when I mention the blacks, they get, and God forbid you say something about women, it's over. And they get mad about that. <laughs> and, and, but the point is, I'll, I'll come to you in just a minute. They act like I said their name and accuse them. Now, I could see some reaction if I said, you know what, you're just a no good, lazy woman. Uh, uh, let me make up a name that is not a real name. Uh, Mary, I mean, uh, Mary Jo. I mean, Mary Doe. You know how they say John Doe? Jane Doe. Yeah, Jane Doe. All right? It was was like I said, Jane Doe, you are no good. You're a wicked woman, right? 
but I don't say a name, but yet everybody react to it. And Christ came so we could be free from that. And yet we know the scriptures, but we're not free. And it's not really hitting home that you're not free. And that's what I don't understand. How come you don't question? You know what? I know the scriptures, and yeah, somebody can say something across the country and affect me personally in my life. Does that make sense? So maybe I don't know Christ the way I think I should know him because Christ said I shouldn't be affected by the world. Um, I had a friend of mine who went to Africa recently. I was talking to him yesterday, and he had tried to get me to go, but it was too short of a notice for me. And he was saying that um, he really liked Africa. You know, he really likes it. It's not a put down to him, by him at all. He said, you know, I was, in, I was over there. What I noticed is that, especially out in this area, not in the big city part, but out in the country, countryside, he said, I noticed that the men are lazy. The women are doing all the work. They're going out selling and working and cooking and cleaning. And the only thing the men may do is go fishing. They don't really do the work. I said, oh, really? I said, they're lazy in Africa, too? <laughs> He's like, yeah. So we both concluded maybe it's just in the blood. <laughs> maybe that's where it came from, Africa. That's why blacks are so lazy. Not all. <laughs> yeah. Just, they're just lazy because it comes from Africa. It's in the blood. And so he loved Africa. He wasn't putting, putting Africa down, right? And so we went on and, and had this conversation about Africa. And he was like, I'm leaving this country. I'm, I'm, I got to get out of here. When I, the, the, the day after I got back, they had the bombing in uh, Massachusetts. I got to get out. This is a mean place. And, and then we had talked about his anger and stuff like that. So I said to him, I said, you can go to Africa all you want. You can move to Africa but you're still going to be the same person. And I said, once you move to Africa, you get settled in, you're going to realize people are people, no matter where you go. That spirit is still there in them and is in you. And going to Africa ain't going to change that. And he said, well, I'm tired of all this pressure. I said, (laughs) so you want to go to Africa and kick back too and let the woman do all the work, right? I said, but the point is, you're looking in all the wrong places for your freedom. The freedom is within. It's not in Africa. There's nothing wrong with going to Africa if you want to go and live there. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't go there thinking you're going to be free. You're going to have your same issue because everywhere you go, that spirit is going with you. And then there are people in Africa that are going to irritate you, make you mad, say things that you don't like, and do things you don't like. I don't care. It has nothing to do with the color. So he's like, oh, that makes sense. I wasn't thinking that way. That makes sense. And, um, and then another friend asked me about Obama. He's like, I really like what you say on the radio, but you're always on Obama. I said, well, I'm not always on Obama, but he's the president. I'm on the radio doing the news, I got to tell you what he's doing, right? But I realized, and I asked this person, are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. But they too have identified with the person and not with the spirit of God. Because if I talked about Obama until the cows came home, it should not affect the the listener, the hearer. It's about Obama. It's not about them. 
But when you're not of the Spirit of God, you identify with the world around you. Have you noticed that in your own life? You identify. Anytime someone can say something that gets you mad or that cause a reaction from you, then you are of the world. And you're not ready if Christ comes. I'm telling you, because you can't serve to God. You can't serve the world and serve the Spirit of God as well. You're not ready. Let me, read, uh, let me take Ozzy, and then I'll read something to you for you here. You were going to say something about the woman. About color. Oh, by color. Okay. What color has to do with it? You know, I, I, I think people, I forgive you talking about color. You forgive me for talking about God. That's between you and God. But to me, God, he created all of us in his own image. Color shouldn't be a barren. But it is, though. Wait. Uh Uh-huh, it's a barren. Most people identify with their color. Black people identify with their color. Am I white or blue? Come on, Jesse. That is, to me, You should identify with nationality, color, nothing physical. Well, the bottom line... With black people, I don't have a problem with my color, but we all are in this world together. Some are lazy, some are smart, but you bash on the people of color all the time. That's, that's <laughs> your whole thing. Hey, we all have a fallen right. part. And give a, me an example okay? of bashing on them. Your sermon is color. It's always color. Every time I come, it's color. Well, I have to tell you what the man said. I love all of you. I care less about the color. But do you realize there are a whole bunch of folks who are into the color? But the bottom line, why why shouldn't you be in the color? Because I want want to come here and read the scriptures and show me what I need to do to to enter heaven. To overcome the color. yeah, well, to me, it, but it let me ask you this. Let me, let me, you because of time, let me that's ask you this. You and your God, the color, whatever you say is between you and your God. I, I cannot judge you. I can't judge nobody. I, God, I ask you. I said, because of time. Hold, hey, 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 let me ask you wait, something. Wait, wait. No, let me ask you this, and you can go back to that. Let me ask. You're not into the color thing, right? No more. That's but it. Do you, you were into it at yes. one time, but you yes. overcame, right? Yes. And so now don't you have a responsibility to help others to overcome the color? Yes, but right. not by bash, bashing them. But how are you going to help them overcome? Talk to them. Like when, when, when people want to come to Jesus and they don't know how, you tell them and you show them. If they're ready, fine. If they're not ready, I did what God wants me to do. But how, if you is telling the truth, what you call bashing? Don't you? What, to me, your, problem, your sermon is, the black man, the black man, the black woman. But I just gave you examples of how people... We're all in this world together in the name of Jesus. Right. We're trying to do better. We're trying to do better. I know, but I just gave you examples of people who are into the wrong thing, and they will not be ready if Christ returns. That's all I did. We don't know that. Only God knows that. But he's telling us here to keep our lamp burning... But if you're into color and things of the world, your lamp is not burning. But see, this is what I'm saying. You're into color. Your lamp burning? Who into your color? To me, it looked like you're into color because it's always about the black man and the black woman. Ozzy oh. want to help you. I mean, Rhonda want to respond. And then this lady want to respond, too. I do. Yeah, I saw it in your eyes. Do you, <laughs> do you agree with that, Rhonda? 
No, I appreciate what you're saying. I mean, I think people are people, so I don't look at all that. I'm not attached to it. Right. And <clears throat> I'm not sure about in terms of you or, you know, obviously all, all people are not anything. And I guess you feel like if you shock them, that will wake some people up. Oh, I'm not thinking of shock. I'm a black Jew. I'm trying to wake up the blacks. Right. So it's shock by shock it, value, right? No. I'm not constantly thinking of that. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you say you're stupid or you're unbelievable. Well, the Bible said that. Where did it say that? It See, she Jesse, missed it last week, huh? It said Jesse's stupid? No, it said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was stupid, though, <laughs> until I woke up. But it's saying what? He called people stupid because Paul, was it Paul? Yes. Paul? He called them stupid. He said that I come here and I tell you the truth. Right. I try to wake you up paraphrasing, I tell you the truth, and before you can leave the building, you've forgotten what I said. You stupid idiots. Blah, blah, blah. So, but did he say black people? But, but my thing is, I deal with all people, but my purpose in life is to wake up black Americans. Right. Don't you see how bad off they are? Yes, I do. Yeah, so that's my purpose. But are you saying, so if you were to wake up somebody in a spiritual way, would you try to bash them. She can hold it, Robert. Let her hold it. Would Go you, ahead. Would you want to say... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, hold it already. Would you want to say... Um, would you want to say something negative about them to wake them up? I wouldn't make that decision. But you're I doing that about blacks, right? I'm sorry? I'm not attached to it, but, I mean, I had to come to a point where I just had to just not be attached to what you say for it to, you know, I'm figuring whatever oh, you're saying. Oh, I got it. I'm, I'm making the very point that you ladies are making. If you are personally being affected by it, then you need to check that out. Why do I care what Jesse says so much that it affected me personally? He didn't say my name. He didn't mention me. He didn't say Ozzy is, is a super black woman or Ron is a super black woman. He, and he said not all, not all, not all, but most. If I'm being affected, this, this, this is what the very thing we're talking about. Here's a perfect example. If you are personally being affected by it, then there's a problem. That's true. Yeah. So it's a time to wake up and say, well, if I know God and I love what's right, I'm in the world and not of it, why am I personally being affected by what anyone has to say, not to mention Jesse? That makes sense? It does, but I don't think so. You we are having her exactly what I'm talking about happening yeah. right here. I'm sorry. I don't really think you answered her question, though. Okay. But I don't know what she. It doesn't matter to me what you say, because I have forgave you, and I don't. I don't want to judge you no more. I don't want to judge you. No right. More. But the bottom line, you you want to bring people to people, all nationality, to God, the place that. You're supposed to be up there far, and you're bashing. Oh, I one. got it. How, how is it, how are you able to tell me? Let me ask you this. How are you able to tell me what God will have me to do and the way I should do it? I, I, Where I, are you getting that information from? How I know God's telling you that. No, 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 I'm just saying, if, if, if I tell I, I you. I know what you're saying. I know what you're if saying. I, if God is having me to do this. You know, I work with all people, but if he's having me to try to wake up black people and in the way that I'm doing it, what is making you tell me that that's wrong to do it that way? Why don't you wake up all of them? All of us. But, all of us. All of us. All of us. All of us. <laughs> all of us. <laughs> we all need waking up. 
Come on, Jesse. So you should say to God, you know what, God, don't just have Jesse focus on black people. No, we all need you. it. I'm let God tell you. You see my leave point? It, leave it alone. No, 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 I love it. You're not, you're not doing wrong. I'm just speaking the truth. I'm speaking what I see. I love you, Jess. I love the organization. When he sent someone out to, to wake up. a part of the organization, but I want to be... He, Jess is here to help us all. Jess is here to help. But Jess everybody getting help. That's going to get it. But let me ask you this, Ozzy. Hey, the hey Ozzy, hold on, hold on. Because of time, that's the only I'm stopping. Okay. When God sent the Jew out to help the Jews to go free, right? His yes. focus, yes, he sent a Jew yes. to set the Jews free. Do you think there are people in that crowd who say, what are you trying to just help us for? Help everybody. Why aren't you trying to tell the, everybody else to go, why are you Jew? Just focus on the Jews. You think there were complaints like that then? It probably was. Jesse. Yeah, because there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, yeah, but yet yeah. the Jew did what he had to do. Well, uh-huh. what, that, what that's trying to say about you? That we're talking my about mission, you, Jesse. We're not talking about My mission is to wake up black Americans because they are into all this wrong stuff. And they're on the, Who bombing? Who's shooting? And who? If, come on. <laughs> Who's oh. bombing and who's shooting and who's, who's doing a lot of things? We all are doing a lot of things. Oh, Just you're see. so missing it, though. This is so we sad. We all are doing a lot of things wrong. You're missing it, though, Arjun, okay. right now. Maybe you mean well, but you're missing it. Okay. All right. All right. Yes, ma'am. I may be wrong, but wasn't a part in the Bible with um, Jonah when God sent him out to help another group of people? And God chose him to help another, I guess it was another race of people. Yeah. I was just trying to. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not new. A specific, uh, yeah, specific group. It's not, what's happening with me is not new. It's just somebody got to help wake up black Americans, so I've been given the task. And it's not an easy one either. It's not easy because you lose friends, you lose family members, which is fine. But it's not an easy one, but I can't help but do what I do. And I'm trying to set you free so you won't be personally affected. It's by getting rid of your anger. Don't be attached to the world in any form or fashion. So if the word should come, you would know, well, you're not talking about me. I'm free. I see what he's trying to do or she's trying to do. But if you are being affected by it, then you're not one with the Father. It's just not because you can't be in the world and of it too. But you think I'm bashing? I, I don't think I I overcome your statements of your like, America. <laughs> I know, and I ask God to forgive me and help me to get over Jesse Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad he answered your prayer. <laughs> oh, God. Let me do this. This young lady had... Yeah, I can say so. Yes. I saw your hand earlier, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see the pendulum swinging in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, there was some horrible things going on. Speak right into the mic. And make it short for me because of time. Okay. Well, there was just some horrible things going on, and that's how white people know it's really a bad idea to suppress other people and enslave them. We get it. But in my day-to-day dealings with all the black people I know, 
they're great, but I, I understand that you see it as God has given you to make corrections. Yes. You see it as a correction. You don't see it as bashing. No, it's not With about love. the color. I mean, I, I get that. Yeah. I, you know, but I also appreciate... We really just all need to identify with God. If we do that first, we won't care what skin color we are. Oh, what I realized, you just reminded me of something I thought of on Saturday. What I realized, angry people do not know that there is absolutely another way of living. They don't know. And, they, and there are some nice, angry people out there. You know what I'm saying? There are some, <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> There are some well-meaning, well-meaning angry people out there. You know, God-fearing, going to church, Bible talking, talking spirit feel, <laughs> color, color bargain of the Bible. But if you have anger, you cannot know this way that I'm talking about. Because that anger is of your father, the devil, and it separates you from truth. It really does. It separates you from this other life. It really, really, really does. And I personally can't help you to overcome that anger. I can only be a witness to overcoming it and what life is like once you overcome it. And believe me, your mind cannot conceive at all what it means to live a life free of anger. I promise you that. Your mind can never, ever, ever, ever but never understand what that life is like until you overcome the spirit of anger completely. And that's the truth. And so when I say things, I'm starting to realize people just don't see what I'm talking about. Some do, most don't. They really just don't. I am so not connected to uh, what people think about me and others, and, and I'm so not connected to all that stuff, it's not even funny. And I didn't make myself get that way. When he took my anger away, uh, he set me free from that. And now I discover from within, and I'm telling you, for me to know anybody, because all of you out there are smarter than I am. Every one of you is smarter than I am, really. But I'm telling you, until you completely overcome the spirit of darkness, you're never going to know what it's like to live a life free of anger. You won't know because you can't conceive it on your own. Your mind cannot demonstrate it. Your mind cannot tell you what it is. You won't know until you overcome it. And that's the truth, so help me. And it's nothing like what you think. That's why I can get up here and get on my show and go places and say what I got to say well-meaning, and then accept how people react to it or don't react to it. Other than that, I wouldn't be able to do what I do because I would be afraid of losing my friends and my family members and this and that. But I have no concern, no thought about that at all. None. One iota. My thought is that if I could get you to repent of anger, which is judgment, which is of your father, the devil, then I know you would go free. That's what I care about. I got to read something to you. Excuse me for snorting a little bit. Um, On being ready for the master's return. See that you have your belt done up and your lamp lit. Be like people waiting for their master to return from the wedding feast. 
ready to open the door as soon as he comes and knocks. Bless those servants whom the master find awake when he comes. In truth, I tell you, he will do up his belt, sit them down at, at tables, and wait on them. It may be in the second watch that he comes, or in the third. But blessed are those servants if he find them ready. You may be quite sure of this, that if the household has had known at what time the burglar would come, he would not have let anyone break through the walls of his house. You too must stand ready because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And then when you read further down in here, it says, this is why you shouldn't be drunk. You know, like don't, don't drink to the point of becoming drunk because you won't be ready when the master returns. Uh, don't overindulge and don't whatever, right? Don't be with anger because you won't be ready when the master comes. And I was like, and I was like wow, that's why he doesn't want us to get drunk. Because when you get drunk, you lose sense of consciousness, right? Did you know that? That you fall in consciousness when you go drunk, right? And to be ready when the master come is to be present at all time. Be consciously alert at all time. Have the mind of God at all times. Because if you don't, he may try to give you information. He may protect you. He can give you something to do, but you're unconscious, you're not going to see it. He can give you a way to defend yourself. If you're unconscious, you won't see it. He may give you a way to give a, a, a kind word that will make one person free, something, one word that will make a person free. But if you have fallen out of his mind set, if you have fallen away from the light within, you won't see it. You won't see it. And he's always coming and giving us light and love and a way to live and a way to go. But because you're not in the present with him, you're not seeing it. And that's what it means to be, to keep your light burning. We have the light within us. The kingdom of heaven is in us. And when we are conscious of that light at all times, we're always present and he's always with us and he'll guide us. Just be present. That's all that it means. Don't be lost in your imagination, living in the past, or living in a false illusion of the future. Just be present. Your light is burning. And, 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 you know, you want to be girded and ready physically, you know, that kind of stuff. But what I realized from this, before understanding it, because I had read, keep the Lord girded, uh, and I heard the preachers say, put on a belt of armor, an armor belt, when people go to war, they put on this belt, and they're ready to fight, and they put on stuff on their head, they put things around their breast, breastplate, whatever they call it, right? I've always, when I read that, I've always associated that with something physical instead of spiritual. And Christ was speaking of the spirit, not the physical, even though he used the analogy of the physical to make the spiritual point. And that's why even Peter said, like, Lord, do you mean this parable for us or for everyone? 
even they didn't quite get at times what he meant when he used those type of knowledge because they didn't see spiritually exactly what he was talking about. And every, every uh, feedback I got from that question, Gertie Alloyne, was all related to the physical for the most part. Nobody, for the most part, maybe one or two did, I can't remember, but they did not relate it to being conscious, how one mind of God at all times. They didn't relate it to the light being within us, and we have to be of that light so that when God does talk to us or guide us or inform us or be aware, we are ready for him. We can see. We go unconscious and we miss him, and then we think God is not with us. He is with us. But you fall into a state of darkness. And that brings me to say that's why you got to overcome your anger. You must forgive so that God can forgive you, and then you can wake up to this presence of God. He's here now. And then when the world attacks, when things go wrong, if it goes wrong, you're not moved by it. But that's got to, I'm telling you, that's all that that meant. Be conscious of God, one mind with him, stay present with him. That makes sense? No? And I had never heard a preacher say that. Isn't that amazing? He always, ever since I've been walking this earth, they always use the analogy of going to physical war, like going to an army because they mentioned the breastplate, they mentioned put that in, and they're like, oh, yeah. And, and then so because you don't see it spiritually, you're getting beat up every day. You can get up in the morning and put on all the breastplates you want around your, around your uh, loins. You still get beat up spiritually because you're not one mind with God. You're not in the presence of the Lord. You're unconscious to him. What do you think about that, way? And then I'll come to you. I don't know. I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> um, and it, it, it sounds fine, but uh, maybe this is kind of getting off the subject a little bit, Jesse. But I think it's in the in the delivery of how you're trying to convey what what you're trying to get people to accept. It's the maybe it's the way that you're saying it. I need to be a little nicer. Well, it's not so much nicer. It's just just a different way of saying it. That's all. And it would be maybe less offensive, and then it would be more if people would accept it more. But why would someone be offended so, by the truth? Well, it depends on how you how you say it. You know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Oh. Let me take this young man first, then I'll come to you. I don't know how to respond to that because I can only say what is given to me to say. So I don't know what to tell you, man. I wish I had an answer for you. Maybe if I just left, it sounds as though, and correct. Pat, go to him with the mic for me. Uh, uh, Robert, you can stay there. I told Mike, uh, Pat to go to Go back here. Um, so are you saying that if I don't say... And I'm only using this for an example, not that you said this, all right? And because of time. Are you saying if I don't say black, just keep it general? Absolutely not. I mean, what you're trying to get people to accept uh, is fine. 
there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. But you, you said it's the way I bring it's the message. It's the way you're bringing the message. You know, I mean. Um, Tell me how to bring it. Give me something real fast because I'm tiring. We have five minutes here or less. Uh, how to bring the water to the well. Man, it's... <laughs> I know it's hard I, to I think of it now. <laughs> yeah, I understand <laughs> it. Hard for me to just come up with one off the cuff. I understand right that. Now. Someone said, well, give me an example right away. You can't think of an example. Yeah, like, I understand right, that. Yeah. Well, next time, let me know. Okay. All right. Um, yes. Well, um, the most difficult thing of all this is the truth about oneself. Now, when you're talking about, oh, we need to... Um, Oh, Real fast, everybody. We need to love the light and all that stuff. Well, the light shows us what we are. Evil. Yes, it Evil. does. That's very, very impossible to uh, Let me to add take. something to that. Just you, because of time here, I just want to add. If you really want to know what kind of person you are, and I mean me too, walk in the presence of God. Walk in the light. You see, when God said every man's heart and woman's heart is wicked, you see how wicked... We as human beings really are, really. You don't know how wicked you are until you walk in the present. You be conscious of the presence of God watching you. It's amazing. Sometimes I have to laugh. I'm like, oh wow, I can't believe. <laughs> but it's amazing the hidden agenda, the way we really think about things, the our the way we do certain things. Our motive is mind blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. But the beauty, if you walk in the light, you're not moved by it because you see it and you're overcoming. The per point is you don't really see yourself until you can walk in the light, be conscious in the presence of God. Then you see your real motive. And that's the truth. And I think maybe that's what a lot of people run from. Well, the angriest that I ever get, and I get very, very, very angry when I see the truth about myself. I don't know. But that's what, you know. Oh, I see. You're, you're, you're walking with the light. Oh, you're doing the Lord will. And then you see, bam, something about yourself. But see, what I don't it understand. It's like an angry convulsion. Oh, let me just say this. I don't understand. But see, when you're walking in the light, you're in the love of God. And no, God. I, was just, I was just being sarcastic. Oh, we don't you have time to You think you're walking playing. in the light. Where you oh. think you're walking in the light. You think you're doing good. You're speaking the truth. And then you see something about yourself and, and, and you lose. Oh, well, you think you're in the light. Right. Okay, good point. Because when you're in the light and you see this real hidden stuff about yourself, you're so loved by God, it's okay to be seeing it and overcoming it. It's like no battle at all, right? You just, because he shows you, unlike we show each other love, God shows us what's wrong with ourselves with perfect love. And when he shows us, it frees us up. We don't get mad about it. We don't run away from it. It's just you see it, but you keep going because you're, you're covered in love. His love is different. So what you're saying is that Satan has been showing me what's wrong with myself. It sounds like it. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, because okay. when you're shown in love, in his love, you don't get mad about it. Let me take a real quick comment from Hermes. He's been waiting there for a while. <laughs> No, go ahead. No, go ahead. You know, it's unfortunate that we have to get back to the race thing. You just finished saying something really profound about about that whole discussion you had. But I think when you identify 
if people have kids, they can, you know, whatever you identify with, you're going to take personal if it comes under attack. Yes. Like if you have kids, somebody says something about your kids because you identify with them, you're going to feel like you're under attack. Same thing with the race thing. Yeah. And it's interesting that I got that kind of feedback, and I'm glad because I'm pointing out it's about the light. It's about keeping the lamp burning. And I'm giving you examples. I'm talking to the people this week, and I realize how identified they are with the physical rather than with the spirit of God, rather than with the light that he tells us to keep burning. Because if we kept that light burning, you wouldn't identify with these other things. That's the whole point of keeping your light burning so you can be identified, you can identify with the spirit of God that is within us all. And so it was still kind of missed in, even in this meeting today. But I understand it. I understand it. I really, really do. But I totally appreciate the conversation. You got to let your anger go. Thank you, James. <laughs> For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's one 800 411-BOND. You're already home.